Hello and welcome to the ACAS podcast. I'm Robbie Hurley, part of the communications team here at ACAS, and on this episode we'll be focusing on furlough and returning to work. Today I'm very lucky to be joined by Susan Raftery, one of ACAS's senior advisors who has been particularly involved in aiding the ACAS response to the coronavirus emergency. Hi Susan, and thanks very much for coming on. So we know that you've been speaking to many employers recently about these issues. Could you give us a quick overview of what you've been hearing? Yeah, I think employers have got quite a difficult time at the moment. It was almost easier in some some ways whilst we were all completely locked down because they didn't really have any choice. But the managing the return to work is, is difficult. It's difficult for employers. It's difficult for employees. And it's trying to reach that balance um, of helping everyone to to get back to work in as safe a way as possible. Um, I think probably the, the biggest issue that I have been hearing from employers is around getting people back in safely and also for those employees who maybe can't get back into work at the moment, particularly around things like shielding and childcare. Um, I've spoken to actually a couple of employers this morning who are saying that they've got employees who are saying we can't come back to work because we have no childcare. That is a big concern for employers and understandably for employees as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's more than nine million people in the UK are on furlough um, at the peak of it. And obviously a lot of people are starting to return to work. What do you think are are the challenges and what are the conversations that should be being had between the employers and the employees. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's one of those unusual things where every employee has a different set of circumstances. So the employer is having to be extremely flexible in each in each different set of circumstances. I think the most important thing is not making assumptions, whether you're an employer or an employee. So there's a risk that employers will assume that, for example, right, furlough is coming to an end. Employee can come back to work full time. And of course, that's not always the case. As we've said, if there are care and responsibilities, they may still have health issues. Similarly, employees, I think, are assuming I can go straight back into work, into my old job in exactly the same way. And again, that's not always going to be the case. So it's it's trying to find that balance. There will mm. be some employers that want employees to come back, for example, part-time or doing the flexible furloughs. So maybe doing a few hours a week and being furloughed for the rest. Some employees who will want to carry on working from home, they've been doing it successfully in their mind for the last three months and don't see why they can't continue to do that. And there will be some employees who are actually too scared to go back to work because they're concerned about things like having to travel on public transport. And I think it's remembering that the message is still if employees can work from home, then they should still be working from home. But obviously, that's not always appropriate or practical for the employers to be able to allow them to do that. There's a a myth amongst employees, some employees that they can ask for um, flexible working, working from home, changing their hours, and they have to be given it. That's not the case. It's a right to request it. It's not a right to be given it. The biggest piece of advice we're giving to everybody is talk to each other. Employees, ask your employer, employer, speak to employees and not making assumptions. I think you touched on a really, really interesting point about people's sort of anxiety about returning to work. And I'm just wondering what you've found and what you'd recommend 
to make that transition back to work comfortable for employees. I've actually spoken to some occupational health experts who've said that they are seeing what they're calling COVID anxiety and it's not anxiety about COVID itself but rather about the return and it's a question of communicating. The employer has to do a risk assessment to make sure that their workplace is as COVID safe as it can be and the government's advice is that if you have more than 50 employees you should be publishing that risk assessment onto your website but actually we'd be saying less than 50 employees publish it in any event the employer should be sharing that risk assessment with the employee and explaining it and whether it's small things like more hand sanitizers around whether it's large things like having automatic doors for example but sharing that information with the employees and again speaking to employees and asking them what they think because the employees are the ones who know where for example the bottlenecks will be of people coming in and out of the workplace so it's it's talking to the employees and reassuring them and making sure the employee understands that actually their input is incredibly important. But you're right, the psychological anxiety is huge. If people haven't been in the workplace for three months and have only been working on the other side of a screen, how do they know what it's going to look like? I've spoken to some employers who've said they've actually been doing um, like a mini video, if that makes sense, that they've sent out to their employees. Okay. So a tour of the workplace saying, you know, these are how the doors are going to open. This is how we're going to reconfigure the the, um, the desks, for example, um, and almost doing in a mini induction for employees. So if it was a new starter, what would you be doing and doing that for employees? I know other employers that have been buddying people up. So if we've got people who've been in the workplace throughout then they are then speaking to colleagues who are coming back in who've been on either furlough or working from home because of course we're sometimes more reassured by our workmates than we are necessarily by our managers so it's it's thinking about all of those things to as i say to help them to understand look we we have your safety is of paramount importance to, to us and this is what we've done to help you and specifically on that point, how do you think that employers and line managers are going to cope with such a unique situation? There's so many furloughed workers who are going to be coming back, some to the same organisation, but sometimes at different times and um, sometimes into different teams. Have you seen any examples of how they're already dealing with this? I think it is something that the employers really do need to think about. Um, I certainly spoke to an employer who said they'd got a situation which I don't think is unusual, where they had a group of people in work who've worked throughout. They've brought some people back from furlough already and they've got other people who are going to be coming back at a later stage. And it's always the grass is always greener. So the non-furloughed employees assume the furloughed employees have been sitting at home getting a tan the furloughed employees are possibly on less pay because they may only be in 80 percent of their pay and have been out of the workforce for maybe three months and are worried that they're not going to understand the new the new routines the new rules the new procedures so 
for employers, it's thinking about how they do that. Do they have a gradual return to work? I know some employers who were putting their employees into teams. So team A would come in for a few weeks and then team B would come in for a few weeks. It's having that conversation with them, making sure that there isn't conflict, because there is potential for conflict. As I say, each side has their own concerns and it's thinking, well, how can we move this forward? What conversations can we have with them? And as I say, a lot of it has been around things like reinducting the employees and also thinking about things like well what would we do if the employee had been off sick for three months six months for example a lot of organizations have policies around return to work for people who've been ill or for example people who are on maternity leave well can we use some of those policies and procedures and help line managers to follow those sort of procedures to get people back into the workplace. I do know some people who've done the equivalent of keeping in touch days for furloughed workers in the same way they do for people on maternity leave. So it's just being a bit more imaginative and maybe using the policies you've already got and looking at those and saying, well, we've managed this before, how can we do this going forward? So we've heard that there are a lot of people who have gone off on furlough and possibly weren't quite sure about the circumstances on which they had gone on to furlough and then henceforth aren't quite sure about how they're going to come back to work. How do you think that they should be communicating with their employers and what do you think employers can do to help sort of manage this engagement and trust as they return to work? It is something that we have heard about and I can see how it can have arisen because, of course, employers, I think, were so relieved when the furlough scheme came in. And to be fair, we're having to make very quick decisions. So we're sending people home on furlough, perhaps without explaining that actually they were doing this to try and protect people's jobs and that people were valued. And that's why they were putting them on furlough. Now, that message may have been lost for some employees and if there hasn't been good communication during furlough which again some employers have had haven't had too many other things to do so it's really a question of trying to get the message across to employees when they come back to reassure them that they are valued and if for example you are bringing people back maybe um part-time or are keeping some people on furlough and bringing some people back earlier then again explaining why so why have i still got to stay at home for the next six weeks whereas the person I work next to is being brought back in so if there are reasons for it then explaining it what I've seen some employers do is almost using the equivalent of a selection criteria a little bit like redundancy but this isn't redundancy so saying at the moment we've brought these people back because they've got these skills however we will need you to come back because you've got these other skills so it's the reassurance And just being really honest and explaining why. So even if the employer forgot to tell the employee why they were being furloughed or didn't get that message across, holding the hands up and saying, I didn't explain this very clearly, but you are a really valued member of the team. And this is what we're going to do going forward and sharing the plans going forward. And then with line managers, obviously, lots of them will have been furloughed will be coming back uh, some part-time and full-time and their staff will be doing the same with the teams that they manage. 
do you have any specific advice for them and how they can cope as they come back into the workplace? Yeah, it can be very difficult for line managers. We do a lot of training for line managers and I always say to them that I think in some ways it's the hardest job. They've got to put into place the instructions from their senior management, but they've also got to keep their teams productive, engaged as well. And again, it's using those skills that they probably already have, talking to people, understanding what's happening and actually really looking at their policies and procedures. Because quite often we find with line managers, they are so busy, quite rightly, doing the day to day work that, of course, they're not necessarily that familiar with some of their policies around parental leave, maternity leave, until it happens. But actually looking at what the processes are and saying, oh, actually, I could use that. I could adapt that. Talking to their colleagues, if there are other line managers, some of them will have had different experiences and may be able to come up with different ways of doing things. And again, being prepared to flag up your concerns to senior managers. I think sometimes line managers are worried that they have to make decisions on their own because they need to be seen to be reacting. But actually having taking a step back, talking to senior management, talking to HR. And if there are trade unions in the workplace, speaking to the trade union representatives, because this is a situation everybody wants the same thing. They want the business to do well. They all want to get back into work and, and for the business to be productive. So having those conversations. And now, of course, line managers, you tend to sort of talk about them in bigger organisations, but there's also lots of small to medium businesses that are now opening up and returning to work. We're looking at things like pubs and hairdressers, these kind of things where pressures are possibly slightly different on staff and on employers because they've naturally got a smaller team and maybe don't have things like line managers and HRs. Do you have any advice specifically on um, how these smaller businesses might be dealing with their staff coming back from furlough? I think there are. I think it's in some ways it there is going to be slightly easier now we've got the flexible furlough scheme because, of course, one of the difficulties was that previously furloughed workers could do no work and there were smaller businesses who needed their staff in for a, for a short periods of time but couldn't have them in and I absolutely understand why the, the rules were put in the way they were put. But I think now it is a good opportunity for smaller businesses to say, well, actually, we can't take you off furlough completely. But if we could have you back in for a few hours a week to help us get the business up and running. You mentioned bars. I've certainly seen it with things like um, breweries, which makes me sound like I'm slightly drink obsessed. But things like that. Hairdressers, as you've said, places where we maybe don't need you back in full time, but we need you back in to help out so that we can start to build the business back up and get some income whilst we still have the benefits of the furlough scheme being much more flexible. So I think for smaller employers, that is going to be really helpful to them. Thank you so much, Susan. It was really enlightening. And I think it's really going to help a lot of people who've been on furlough who are going back to work and helping employers who are bringing their furloughed employees back in. So thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks very much for listening to today's ACAST podcast. You can find more useful links in today's session notes and on acast.org.uk. 
And if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to listen to more, please like and subscribe.